the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Do you trust God enough to do whatever he asks, no matter how unreasonable it might sound? That's the question we're asking on today's episode of Lift Up Jesus. I'm Pastor Dudley Rutherford, and in our first message of the Built Faith Tough sermon series, we're discussing how God builds our faith through difficulties, demands, and delays. So in today's teaching titled Indiscriminate Adversity, We'll talk about how God, in the midst of our trials, will help us endure and persevere. This is an important message that we all need to hear. So grab your Bible, pen and notes, and let's dive in. Take your Bibles. Raise all your Bibles. Let me see your Bibles out there. Come on, raise them up. I see some bulletins being raised there. Okay. James chapter 1, and inside your bulletin, there's some sermon notes, and we do this every week here at church, and so I want you to take those notes, and if you can, fill in those blanks. I want to speak to you on the subject called indiscriminate adversity. Now, here's the idea. God's number one way to grow our faith is through adversity. So instead of seeing adversity as a bad thing, After you leave church today, I want you to start seeing adversity as a blessing in many, many ways. Now, I want to start by reading this text. Just want to read it. And then we're going to go back and talk about it. James chapter 1, verse 2. The first word is consider. Everybody say consider. Your Bible might say the word count. And it's a CPA word where you take all of your blessings and you write all your blessings down on one side of the page. And on the other side, you write down all of your problems. And what he's saying here is don't look at all your blessings. Look at all those problems that you have. And then he says this, count those things as pure joy. Whenever, not if you have trials, but whenever you have trials of many kinds. There's all different kinds of trials in our life. You might one day lose your wallet. That's a problem. But you might lose your business. That's a whole nother problem. 
You might lose your car keys. Be a problem. Or you might lose a loved one. That's a whole other problem. You might be in a line at the ATM. And that's a problem. (laughs) Or you might be in a line to get a heart transplant. Well, that's a whole other problem. The Bible says it doesn't matter. You're going to have all kinds of problems. And when they come, consider it pure joy because, verse 3, because you know that the testing of your faith develops this thing called perseverance. So you go through the trial so you can develop a trait of enduring or persevering. And then the next verse says in verse 4 that perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Now, if you can somehow understand those three verses, why it will change the way you look at everything in your life from this day forward. You see, there isn't a vitamin pill, and it looks like today there's a vitamin pill for whatever you're going through, but there is no vitamin pill that you can take that stretches your faith. There's not a two-day seminar that you can attend that will grow your faith. There's not a podcast that you can listen to that's actually going to grow your faith. The truth is, and you're not going to like this, I want you to write this down, especially if it's the first time hearing it. God builds your faith by testing your faith. It's like a muscle. It's like getting in a gym and lifting some hard weights. And you're struggling to lift that weight. But it's in the struggle that you're stretching those muscles and growing them. And so you suffer. You go through the school of hard knocks. And you learn how to endure. And it's in that process of enduring, not giving up, is how your faith grows. The testing of your faith is what develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work. So that you can mature and grow and not lack anything. It's a crazy thing to think about. I want to tell you three ways. There are many more, but I'm only going to share three ways that God builds our faith. Number one, God builds our faith through difficulties, trials, adversities. That word testing, the testing of your faith is a word that refers to precious metals that are heated until all of the impurities rise to the top so they can be scraped off. 1 Peter 1 verse 6 says, In this you greatly rejoice, that now for a little while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Verse 7, These have to come so that your faith, which is of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though it is refined by fire, may prove genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Indiscriminate adversity means that it comes upon both the rich and the poor. Trials come to the young and to the old. They come to the educated and the uneducated, the wise 
and the unwise. Trials come to those of you that are careful. Trials come to those of you who are careless. Erwin Lutzer said that God often puts us in situations that are too much for us so that we will learn that no situation is too much for God. Now, do you know God's number one purpose for your life here? It's to make you more like His Son, Jesus. And all the trials and the difficulties and the hard times are designed to get perseverance in you in order that you will lean in on Jesus. And it's in that process where you mature and you become like Jesus. I heard of an old silversmith who was once asked, how do you know when all the impurities are burned from the silver? He answered, when I can see my reflection in the silver. And likewise, when God sees His reflection in you, He knows that all the impurities in your life have been burned away. You see, usually when trials come, we respond in several different ways. Usually, first of all, we complain. That's the first thing that we do, we complain. Any complainers out there? How many of you like to complain? How many of you are sitting next to someone who likes to complain? Uh-huh. How many of you are, how many of you want to complain right now that the person next to you is complaining that they're sitting next to you as a complainer? <laughs> Secondly, we lash out. After we complain, we like to yell or scream or blame or curse or fight. Often we take it out on those in our inner circles, those who are closest to us. Third thing we do is we bail out. We quit. First sign of trouble, we quit. First bump in the road, we turn back. First time the little storm comes, well, we tuck and run. But what we should do if we understand the purpose of hard times is rejoice. That's right. I said rejoice. James chapter 1, again, look at it. It says, consider it pure joy, not happiness, don't have to be happy, but there should be something in you that says, you know what, I'm going through a tough time, but I know that God's developing perseverance in me, and this perseverance, when it's finished its work, I'm going to be more mature and complete, not lacking anything. What God is saying is when you've got problems, relax, take a chill pill. God is shaping you. He's molding you. So lesson number one, write this down, learn to rejoice continuously. I used to watch that show called Overhauling. It was on the Learning Channel, and they would take these beat-up old cars, and they would somehow take them, and owner wouldn't know it, and they would, like, fix them all up, and then they would reveal them. And I remember this episode clearly of this lady. She lived in Los Angeles, and they got her car, and they impounded it. This was a clunker. And uh, she calls the impound. Of course, it's all set up. And they said, oh, man, we're so sorry but we impounded your car. They took it all the way to San Diego. You're going to have to call us back tomorrow. Oh, this woman was upset. And so she called the next day, and they go, oh, man, we're sorry. We had the call sent up here, the car sent up here, but they didn't bring it all the way to Los Angeles. They only took it to Orange County. We're really, really sorry. You're going to have to drive down to Orange County to get your car. Oh, this woman was mad. She was yelling. She was screaming. She was cursing crying your car was gone and the very people she was cursing of course 
were the people that had her car and they were restoring it and putting it in mint condition better than she could ever ask or imagine. And of course, you know, then they have the big reveal and they show her her car. She's now crying tears of joy. (laughs) And that's the way God is. You're going through a tough time. The Bible says, even though you don't understand it at the time, that God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You can try all you want to figure it out. You just need to learn to trust that God's in control. I was on a flight one time from Indianapolis coming back to L.A., and we got in this turbulence, and it was really, really bad turbulence. You know, I mean, I've flown enough. I, it doesn't bother me much, but I was scared. And the coffee's going over the edge of the, edge of the cup. And, I mean, I was, ner- I was scared. It was so bad. And the pilot comes on the air, and, he, and the intercom, he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, I got some bad news. And we were like, Oh, No. <laughs> He goes, I got some bad news, and I've also got some good news. I'm going to give you the bad news first. Okay. And he says this. He says, we've tried every altitude. We cannot get out of this turbulence. He said, the bad news is we have a hundred more miles of this turbulence. And the whole plane was like, ah. And he says, but the good news is, we're all going. The good news is, we're traveling at 450 miles an hour. We'll be out of this in eight minutes. (laughs) And everybody felt better because we had the perspective of the pilot. Amen? So I say to you, the next time you go through a trial, don't curse God. Don't get mad at God. Know that God is allowing this to teach you a thing called perseverance or endurance. And when it's finished its course, you're going to be wiser. You're going to be more mature. uh, You're going to be far better off in the end. Amen? Amen. Number two, write this down. The second way God builds our faith is through demands. You're not going to like this one either. Often God asks us to do things that seem impossible. God asks us to do things that seem unreasonable. I know for a fact that God asks us to do things that seem inconvenient to us. But whenever God asks you to do something that seems unreasonable, just know that at that moment God is testing you to see if you will do whatever it is He's asking of you. Jesus said in John 14, verse 15, If you love me, you will obey what I command. I want to read that again. Jesus said, If you love me, you will obey what I command. The Bible is full of stories of God asking people to do things that seem unreasonable. You remember the story of Abraham where God asked Abraham to sacrifice his one and only son. And God didn't want him to sacrifice his son. He just wanted to know if Abraham would do what he asked. And it was the most unreasonable of requests. And you know the story when Abraham drew back the knife, God stopped him and said, Oh, I'm just a test. You remember that? Same thing with Noah. Noah asked God to build an ark. Well, why would he do that? It was in the middle of the desert. It never rained. It never flooded. And yet God is asking this guy to build a boat. It took him 100 years to build it. I think the entire building of that ark, God is wondering if Noah is going to do whatever God asked him to do. 
There's a guy in the Bible named Gideon. Gideon was going to go fight the Midianites. The Bible says the Midianites, the army was so many, they couldn't count them. And all Gideon had was 32,000. I mean, they were, going to get, they were going to get wiped out in a heartbeat. But God comes to Gideon and says, Gideon, you've got too many men. Gideon goes, too many? I don't have enough. God says, you want to whittle that down. They whittle it down to 300 soldiers. All Gideon had left was 300 men to go against the mighty Midianite army. And God said, that's perfect. And you see, God wanted to know if Gideon would do whatever it was that he was asking of him. Faith is often a risk. Because you never understand how everything's going to turn out. You just have to trust God that when God asks you to do something, do you love Him enough? Do you know Him enough? Do you trust Him enough to do whatever He asks, no matter how unreasonable it might sound? So when Jesus comes to you and He says to you in the Scriptures to forgive someone when they sin against you, Forgive them. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. It was tough in the 80s growing up um, in all over South Central Los Angeles. A lot of gang activity, a lot of violence. I grew up in a foster home, me and my two sisters in the same home, a single parent home at the time. So we didn't have a lot of money because we were on government assistance because I was a foster child. And it was very known while I ended up in a foster home. Uh, my mother was living a life of crime at the time. She had been on her own since she was 14 years old. And my father was uh, into drug trafficking at the time. A pivotal moment for me was when I learned for the first time that I was actually in a foster home and that my foster mom was not my biological mother. Uh, my sisters were my half-sisters. At that moment, it changed a lot in my life. I had to be around 10 years old. And at that point, I kept looking outside the window and kept waiting for my mother and my father to come and get me out of the home. I used to fight a lot, because in my neighborhood, you know, that's what we did, we fought. And I was always a quiet kid. And I was at that time in my age, I was 16 years old. I asked God, I said, God, if you're real, I asked him, I said, please show me something different, because I was literally about to leave. And the type of person I was, if I would have left and went to the streets, I would have never came back. Um, I do things 100%. If I was going to be 100% good, I would have been 100% good. But if I was going to go to the streets, then that would have been it for me. And literally, God told me three times, and I heard it so clearly. He said, it's not you. It's not you. It's not you. It was one of the few times I did go to church. 
um, and the pastor was preaching on generational curses. So that stuck with me. That made me feel like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do now if this is true? But again, I went back and I said, nah, God, God couldn't have made me just, just to create me to suffer. It has to be more to life than, than just what I'm being told or what I'm seeing and what I'm living. So um, maybe I can change things, or at least I'm going to hang on to see if things change. Another pivotal thing happened in my life. Uh, my sister, Sophia, she was pregnant for the first time with my nephew. And me and her, we were best friends. I mean, she named him after me. Um, and I knew the moment he was born, I had to change my life. I had to make sure I was staying on the right path because I wouldn't be surprised if I got a call to have to step in and, you know, have to take care of him. Because, um, again, this is how this gets passed down, generational, generational. So I had just proposed to my wife, and um, her mother was attending this church for the first time. And it was Shepherd Church. And she asked me one day, she was like, would you like to come to church with me? So I agreed to come with her. That particular sermon, it was almost as if God was speaking directly to me. For whatever reason, he was preaching on generational curses at that time. So I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, oh, here we go again about this. I've heard this before. But the way he explained it in the scriptures he followed up with it is that Jesus' blessings can overturn any generational curse. And then he starts sharing about Jesus. And to be honest with you, once I read the story of Jesus, it just changed everything for me. About six months later, I ended up dedicating my life to Christ. One of the things that I thought that I wouldn't have any more problems or challenges once I accepted the Lord, everything was going fine in my life. I mean, I'm volunteering, I'm having a great time, my life is on track, my, my wife and my kids are doing well. And then um, 2007, I got a call that my sister's boyfriend had took her life. And it was hard. I went through a trial for 18 months. Um, but again, because of the church and they had a grieving class that met once a week, um, I attended that and it was, it was perfect for me because sometimes when you lose someone, however you lose them, you lose them and it's, it's, it, it hurts you, it breaks you. When I had the funeral for my sister, it was in South Central LA and, and uh, I'll never forget when I was sitting there when it was about to start and uh, I saw this uh, tall Caucasian man. <laughs> like 6'4", and it happened to be my pastor with no security, no one but himself coming down in the heart of South Central Los Angeles. And uh, Pastor Dudley was there, and it made all the difference for me in the world. And I said, okay, this guy's solid. He stands by what he preaches. I felt like Pastor Dudley should be in a household name. He should, everyone should know him because I knew of the impact that he made in my life. And if he can make the impact that he did for South Central foster kid growing up in L.A. that it can make a world of difference only if people heard his teachings and experienced Shepherd Church. So that was my main motivation is just trying to get us to every way a person can um, hear our messages, phone, uh, Roku, Apple, 
um, through TV, through radio. Uh, that was my main motivation because people are starving out there. They, they need to hear the word. They need to hear. I love the way Pastor Jelly breaks it down, very practical ways so you can apply it to your everyday life. The impact I've seen is, is quite amazing. Honestly, I don't think I have a, enough words to really share when someone can be flipping the channel and something that they're going through just speaks, the Word of God just speaks directly to them. To have someone call in and they're literally in tears because of the message that they heard and was speaking into their life, um, there's no greater feeling in the world than that. And it shows how the Word of God can penetrate anybody, anyone's background, wherever they are, however they're listening, or however they're watching. To know that we're making a difference, not just in our community, but we are making a difference around the world. And there's no greater feeling than that. Hello, friends. Are you ready for an unforgettable evening filled with powerful music and worship? Join us at our Porter Ranch campus as Shepherd Church presents Who Would Imagine a King? A Christmas Musical Experience. This Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m., join us for a musical journey through the Christmas story. Sing along and worship with all your favorite worship leaders from Shepherd Church as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is a free event for the whole family. All ages are welcome. You won't want to miss it. So come and join us this Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m. on our Porter Ranch campus as Shepherd Church presents... Who would imagine a king, a Christmas musical experience? I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.